Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You're listening to The Dork Forest. It is available on all of the websites, and including iTunes and Stitcher and YouTube. And if you go to dorkforest.com or jackiecation.com, you'll find links to all of it. And then I have another podcast with Lori Kilmartin just about stand-up comedy. But this is The Dork Forest, and it's January 2020, so Happy New Year, and feel free to start donating again. That's right. Donations went off last year, and I don't blame you, but uh, think of me. And PayPal will let you do it monthly if you want, but I understand if you don't want, because monthly is um, is its own commitment. But the people who do do it monthly, ha I said do-do. Uh, I totally appreciate that. But there is also going to be new merch. I'm phasing out one of the uh, Dork Forest t-shirts. I think it's the black one. It might be the green one. The green one's almost completely out of stock, so I think it might be the Dork Forest one itself, but uh, feel free to try and order stuff so that I can get those two new shirts on the website, because right now the merch page is a bit crowded, shall we say. By the way, my website is done by Vilmos, you know that. The song that was just sang was composed by Mike Rickberg. He'll sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program, and Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and has been doing it for low these many years, and I genuinely appreciate that about him uh, so much. The new shirts are going to be a shirt with a bunch of my dad's sayings and a drawing of his face uh, on uh, that Jenny Fine did. And Jenny Fine, of course, was the uh, artist who did the Meat Shield t-shirt, and she also did the art for the Horcrux album and DVD. You can get all of uh, my old merch still at JackieCation.com, and the new merch, feel free to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, and we'll figure it out, is what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to record a new album in 2020, but I don't know where or when. Uh, feel free to come and watch me work on the new hour at JackieCation.com. has all of my tour dates and at JackieCation on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. There's also a Dork Forest Ranger page that you can get into. Donations, PayPal, Venmo, do whatever you need to do. But I'm very appreciative of everybody's support over the last 13 years. Let's get into some dorkdoms, shall we? Well, okay, so what I, uh, I am now recording. Five, four, three, two. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am trying. We're, we tried to do this several years ago, Darla Cation. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, let's, we have almost the same voice, so this will be fun for people. You <laughs> <laughs> should um, record the Zoom. We, uh, we could, we could also record the Zoom and see if that's a yes. thing. I wonder... Record on this computer. There we go. We're also going to record on this computer. This is the Dork Forest, and I'm talking with my sister, Darla Cation. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. And so many files will be created. Not as many as Patrick Brady would like. He enjoys a file being created via Zencaster. But we're all learning that our laptops have hardware issues. As does mine. Yeah, mine, the headphone jack doesn't work, and yours, <laughs> the microphone doesn't work. Or the camera, or all kinds of issues. <laughs> but here we are in an exciting time for you, your dorkdom, Darlication. First of all, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, Bossy Magoo. <laughs> Bossy Magoo. And Magoo is spelled with one G. You went with a, a radical right. a radical change. Uh, uh, the two G might have been taken. So. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we tried to do this seven, seven or eight years ago. We went to lunch and tried to talk about cooking. And now we're in a time when, when you order st- – when I've ordered stuff from the grocery store and they're like, we may not have flour. Would you like oyster crackers? No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know what to Why do not? with. You can do things with oyster crackers. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You would know how to do something with oyster crackers. I would not. I would. Yeah. So you. So what we're going to talk about is what we can do because you love to cook, and these are challenging times. 
These are these are challenging times indeed. Because <laughs> you also have two children who eat different foods, and yeah. so I like the idea of learning what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> what are you doing with the food? <laughs> I'm trying to use everything in the house, which occasionally um, is very disturbing um, to the children, and <laughs> uh, and also to use everything in the freezer, um, which. Or- uh, recently turned into uh, what we call chicken and crumbs. That's what I would use the oyster crackers for. Oh, is, uh, like a, you know, you take a boneless uh, thighs, preferably, because whoever invented the boneless chicken breast, which I think was chicken, oh. um, it's a crime. It's a crime against. So, but boneless thighs, and then you roll them in crumbs, panko usually. But you could use oyster crackers or cornflakes. I bet. Yeah, and um, but you can also use pheasant if a buddy of yours happened to drop off a bunch of pheasant okay. in the freezer. <laughs> wow, that is that that does feel depression era. Someone's hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's dropping off wild game. Right. So. <laughs> if this is still going on next winter, will you, Darlication, start a trap line? <laughs> Uh, spied a few turkeys over by the Menards in St. Paul <laughs> on University Avenue. I don't think I didn't consider just, you know, driving by and opening the door and seeing if I could knock one out. <laughs> that is such a, such a hobo way to, to hunt. Well, I don't believe in guns. Right, you don't, it's not like you <laughs> have <way>. weaponry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, and they were plump. I mean, they were certainly, I mean, who knows what they eat over at <laughs> University and Pryor in St. Paul. But. Uh, that is hilarious. So do you, but you probably keep staples around the house, right? I do. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the staples. I feel rich. And and who's who's sitting pretty now? Because I always feel rich if we have extra toilet paper around. So we're we're doing good toilet well, paper wise. Here's the thing, Jackie. You might not remember this, but we frequently, as children, ran out of toilet. Paper. <laughs> yes. I feel like I can't. I came to hoarding authentically with a traumatic childhood <laughs> that said. If you got down to 12 rolls, somebody should go to Target. You should also shop at Target like you might die the next day. So get everything you possibly can. Right, just so, so that... I've been depression era since... since right, since our own childhood depression. Since exactly. It was just poverty thinking, you know? It was literally... Correct. So to have backup toilet paper, I have been mocked openly by my loved one and friends who are like, do you have enough toilet paper? I'm like, I don't know. Do I? Because uh, I like to have 16 to 20 rolls of toilet paper sitting around. So we're sitting on, I think, about a dozen rolls of toilet paper. And get this, when we were in Vietnam a year and a half ago, Andy fell in love with the hose. So he uh, installed a hose on our toilet. That is a lot of information. Um, so I still think you need something to dry off. Then. Right, right. It's um, I guess there's trouble with uh, tampons and stuff too. Where we knocked up on those, I'm past the uh, past right the era. I'm five but, months uh, into not having uh, it being an issue. I th- I think I think I'm done. But we do. Ha- if I were to somehow decide to have a last gasp at fertility i say question mark <laughs> here's the thing it's post-apocalyptic if you have to go back right so. and uh it seems unlikely but i have thought about uh putting them out with a with the word free on them because i think there is yeah. probably someone in my neighborhood who needs them no doubt no yeah. doubt so, um so pantry wise you know tampons good to have in the pantry especially you know uh if you if you have people of age which we do in our house. There you um, go. But I think that there are other things that, you know, it's it's been hilarious to go to the grocery store. And you go to the bulk food section and all the dry beans are gone. They're gone? And I'm thinking, what are these people going to do with dry beans? It's they... like somebody buying a frozen turkey the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> right? They have no idea what they're doing. And much, I mean... You've never cooked a dry bean, and now you've decided that you're going to 
embark on black bean soup with dried beans. beans. Maybe you got an Instapot. Perhaps you got an Instapot, which I do have one of those as well. Uh, So I find that sort of hilarious, the things that people are um, hoarding, uh, which seems kind of ridiculous to me. Right, because if you don't know how to make beans, and how, because right. you have to soak them over, like with regular beans, you get a dried bean. Let's t- let's talk people through it. Yeah, so uh, you can soak them overnight. You don't have to, but you can also just, you know, you're not going anywhere, right? So you're sitting home. You can throw beans on the stove. So most important thing is wash them because, well, especially these days, who knows who touched them? And uh, people should know I have a lot of issues. Uh, again, issues I had before. This is not new. I would order gloves by the case, and now my gloves are unavailable. So right, you're um, you get on the ground floor of uh, hey, I don't want to touch meat with my with my bare hands, or kind of mostly anything. So right, um, uh, but yeah, wash them because you'll find rocks and stones and you know COVID nineteen uh, stuck <laughs> in your dried beans. So. Be sure to rinse them off and pick out all the things that don't that you don't want to eat that aren't a bean. So that aren't a bean. So rinse a bean sto- because there's other stuff in them. There's rocks in them. Why are there rocks in them? Well, or like little pebbles and stuff because beans come from nature. Right, they, right. they come from the. <laughs> they're on the ground, like 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 animals, like dirt. Yeah, that's what they grow out of, Jackie. Okay, correct. So uh, go through your beans, uh, rinse them off, um, and then the most important thing is bring water to boil. Make sure there's plenty of water, um, and don't salt the water. Don't salt the water. <laughs> Do not salt the water because that will keep them from getting soft. Oh. And be patient, right? So throw the beans on. You can put some seasoning, a bay leaf, if you care for that. Uh, if you're in the Twin Cities, I have a bay leaf plant. <laughs> I need one of those, maybe two a year. I have right. 40 of them. They um, just dug up our rosemary plant in the backyard. And uh, there's part of me that also wants to stack that um, on the curb and say, does anyone need any rosemary? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, especially the kind of rosemary you grow out there where they have a big, thick. You can use those as skewers. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could. Oh, right. We could do meat. Yeah, we could do meat yeah, skewers. On the grill. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so beans, really important. Here's the other thing. You would think, growing up the way we did, I'd be a proficient maker of rice. Yeah. But not, not so much. Um, mostly because I'm just not. Uh, I, I love make rice. A good pilaf. Yeah. But if you're just making plain rice, like the other day I made butter chicken. And, um, and it, you know, requires a side of rice. And so the way I like to make rice is, again, bring a pot of water to boil. This you can salt and should salt um, with kosher salt if you happen to have it. But that might be hard to come by these days. I already had two boxes in the pantry. So <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. I mean, right, this, right. Is, this is my best. Right. So. This, is, this is the rainy day that Grandma was talking about. Exactly. <laughs> One day exactly. it's going to rain, she'd say. If you have a fine... Um, sieve like something that you would drain uh pasta but not a big colander but more of a sieve yeah you can actually boil rice like pasta and then just drain it oh weird and then if you want it to be really fluffy you can rinse it off to stop the cooking um and here's the other thing you can do that and you can also freeze rice so you don't want it to get gummy but you rinse it off in cold water it gets all the starch off of it lay it out flat on a sheet pan Mm-hmm. Um, and then once it's cooled off, you can freeze it in little Ziploc bags. So, you know, if you're living alone and you're thinking, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do with, with five pounds of rice? Of rice? Yeah. Um, it's, and then you can easily microwave it or use it for fried rice. Um, we happen to have a lot of rice in the freezer because anytime you order Chinese food, you get more rice than you need. Right. And so I, I always just freeze the extra rice. Well, that's a good idea. Ziploc bag. And then use it for fried rice or rice and eggs. Yeah, yeah. Um, rice and eggs is good. So it's, it's really good. So I, I want to go back to the beans here for a second because you've yep. got the beans in the water and it's cold. And then you bring that right. that water and beans to a boil. And bring then, the water to a boil first. Oh, and then, and then add the beans. beans and, yeah. And so the, while you're 
sorting through the beans, taking out the rocks. Right. Rinsing them off, put a pot of, pot of water to boil. And unsalted, and then you put the beans in, and then yep. it's it's not boiling anymore because you've added something cold to it. But you you don't want to have a rolling boil on those beans no. for a long time, right? No, nope, you just want to have them simmering. And it's going to take a while, right? But again, where are you going? What are you right. right. It might take three <laughs> hours. But if you soak them overnight, I remember soaking yep. beans um, – in the 90s, I, I knew hippies, right? I worked at Northern Sun. Yeah. And um, you'd soak the beans with a, a piece of seaweed, kombu, K-O-M-B-U, and it would be a salted um, – and it, and, it, and it had salt because it was seaweed. But um, it supposedly did something to make the beans less gassy. Ah, interesting. I, and that might be important if you're quarantined. Right, um, right, because you don't want to have gas. <laughs> right, if you're hunkered down, you don't need to be farting like crazy. And uh, right. so now you've you've um, the beans are now soft. What do you do with them now? Well, all kinds of things. So um, you know, you can make soup with them. Again, you can freeze cooked beans. So if you're going to make beans and then you want to, um, we do a lot of. Um, uh, like eggs and beans and chips, like, uh, uh, you know, you just toast, uh, corn chips in a pan. Oh, wow. Throw a handful of black beans on top. This is where, you know, this is some of the, like where you're going to find some extra veggies snuck into food. Um, <laughs> you know, if you have a little handful of, uh, leftover broccoli or, you know, this morning we had half a baked potato, um, that got tossed in with that as well. Okay. And then a little, you know, so think about, you know, if you're trying to stretch your budget a little bit these days. Yeah. You know, a handful of beans in with the eggs is an inexpensive, really complete protein. Um, oh, that's true. And it's going to give you a little bit more texture. You could throw some salsa, you know, or any of those sorts of things in as well. Right. Do you have favorite uh, spices? Uh, yeah, it was you... funny, actually. Um you know, so I saw on Twitter that somebody was having trouble finding garlic um, in the D.C. area. Okay. And I don't know if you consider garlic a spice, but. Um, I consider uh, it delicious. Yes. Um, <laughs> so my favorite, uh, my favorite things are onions, garlic, parsley, and lemon. So that goes a long way with everything. If you're, you know, it's, it's almost spring here in the Twin Cities. Um you know, throw some parsley seeds uh, to grow wherever you are. Um, so, so those are really my favorites. Um, Onions, nice garlic, onion. parsley, and what? Lemon. Lemon. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, my son loves this uh, Greek spice called yaya bee. <laughs> How do you I, spell that? We got it. Y a y a b. Okay. Um, and it's a uh, like a just a Greek seasoning salt. Okay. It's so weird. He will eat anything if it has yaya bean on it, <laughs> and the kid won't eat anything. So, right. Uh, we were just getting down to uh, the end of the bottle that we brought bought at the uh, Greek church festival this summer. Okay. Um, and I went online and ordered four bottles of it from Rochester, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Where the Greeks are busy making yaya bee. Andy right, and I... Somebody is in their basement making it. <laughs> right. Uh, for Andy's birthday, he asked for weird food that he might not have tried before. And his friend Angel and Eric gave him this Japanese crunchy garlic oil. Ooh, yum. And it is... Uh, delicious. We have ordered uh, jars of it. We have three jars. We're luckily it, it on anything. That stuff is amazing. Yeah. I should, I should hook you up with that. I would love that. Like anything that gives uh, like boring things, extra flavor now, I think are really important. So um, yeah, I have like a poke Hawaiian poke seasoning. That's sesame, seaweed, um, garlic, uh, Wow. Probably has MSG in it and stuff. Sure, um, making some something like that that you can toss again with eggs or plain rice or uh, you know beans and that sort of thing is I think really good. Yeah, anything you can toss with with rice and beans to make it more interesting. If you end up like if you end up sitting on a, a five pound bag of bite rice 
and several different kinds of beans. Like, what are the different beans that you're eating? Um, oh, so the um, so among the things, because the boy mostly does not um, enjoy the animal products. So right. we're always looking for ways to get, unless it's a cured in which case he's very interested. <laughs> so salamis, prosciuttos, um, things like that. Oh, okay. A Zingerman's um, box. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, when you did that, I mean, that was his, like... He was like, um, what is this? Like, <laughs> sandwiches with sauce. That was an island dressing. You know, the guy has a gourmet chef for a mom, and he's like, what I love is that pizza from the freezer. Oh, the freezer pizza. <laughs> well, he is a 10-year-old boy, so. Yes. Um, so uh, we do um, a fair amount of oven-roasted chickpeas. And oh. again, if you, uh, hopefully none of you bought dried chickpeas, which are the hardest. They've been <laughs> a long time. The ones from the can are delightful. There is no need uh, to go to the effort of your own dried chickpeas. You know what I bought uh, that I've never been able, uh, eventually had to just give them away because I didn't know what the hell to do with them, was hominy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hominy's hard, although, again. I never got it soft. Absolutely <laughs> never. Again, something well done in a can. So Yeah, yeah, they're um, nailing it in the can business. <laughs> so we take the chickpeas and drain them. And if you're a vegan, you can use the water from chickpeas as an egg substitute. Oh, as a what um, kind of substitute? Egg. Oh, egg. Yeah. Huh. So, does um, it coagulate when you fry it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, more for like for baking. Oh, okay. Uh, if something calls for eggs, you can use um, and chickpea juice. Works. Yeah, works really well. Um, I on the other hand enjoy an egg, but um, right. So we just um, take the chickpeas. Dry them off a little bit and then oven roast them with yeah, yeah, B. That's going to sound like an ad or any kind of seasoning that you'd want, like an Italian uh, dry spice okay. mix or an Indian, Indian spice mix works really well. Mm -hmm. um, and roast them until they get crunchy. Okay. So for like uh, an hour or so at 400. Um, oh. And then it's like a snack, for, but it's 100% protein. Oh, so, right. And there's Delicious. nothing, and it's just spices and, and beans. Yeah, so exactly. So it's got to be healthy for you. Uh, yeah, and it's healthy and delicious and um, and super easy to make. And depending on what spices you use at the house. Right. <laughs> That's great. So you're you're doing chickpeas. Are you, you ever make, like, red beans and rice or black beans or... Uh, I used to, uh, the hit my hippie... Uh, Days I used to love an, a, a can of adukey beans. Oh, I, I, you know what? Somebody was calling for a minute, so I missed some of that. But adukey beans, I've never been able to cook with them. They're oh. hard as rocks. Oh right, uh, they, they also uh, revel in the in the canned good because yeah. uh, they they also can them and they're delicious. Um, so. Easiest bean ever, lentils. Oh, so that green lentils, brown lentils. They cook quickly, less than 30 minutes. What are the difference um, between them? Is there one? Yeah, the um, uh, there's French lentils, which are smaller, and they hold their texture better. Okay. Um, and then the kinds of lentils that we grew up with were like more the brown or the green. Yeah. That are uh, softer. Um, but honestly, this easiest lentil soup ever, saute in, in these proportions. Okay. Half onion, a quarter carrot, a quarter celery. Okay. And, a, and as much garlic as you want or don't. Um, saute those. Add, you know, a cup or two of lentils, some stock, some parsley, some spinach. Um, it's a great way to sneak vegetables in. Okay. Yeah, we and have you, we have Swiss chard that has volunteered to grow in our backyard. Yeah. So well, that, that you could also use to make, do you remember when Grandma used to make um, uh, sarma with them? With Swiss chard? Yeah. I knew yeah. she did it with cabbage, but I didn't know it was Swiss chard. We, yeah. Um, yeah. They substituted um, ground beef for Chuck at Whole Foods when they delivered some meat the other day. So we have so some ground, ground... We have ground beef. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so super easy to use it for that purpose. But we only have one onion. 
one sole onion, though one of our Armenian neighbors has what looks to be a 20-pound bag of, of yellow onions. And they, they might hook you up. They might hook me up. So. Yeah. so I've been finding great success finding things like onions and garlic and even flour um, at the Asian market. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and then you can get some unusual vegetables as well. Uh, Right, and and they've they've also got they've got steamers and 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 usually they have pots and pans if you find that you've yeah. never cooked before, and right. now you have to cook, so <laughs> it's because uh, <clears throat> if we're stuck like this for a couple of months, we got to learn how to cook and yeah, and there's lots of good um, tutorials and things like that on YouTube and you know, but I think the other thing is that if you can follow instructions, yeah. You can cook. Um, <laughs> so I, now I can cook and I can't follow. <laughs> so the people who can follow things sequentially, I think shouldn't have a problem. Uh, have too many problems. Um, uh, shall I tell you? Some- yep. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that, um, that Maria Bamford, um, she will get a recipe She'll look at it and then never look at it again and forget major parts of it. And then she's like, I got bored. I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. And then, (laughs) except for that, like she was trying to make this thing she called veggie, a veggie pancake. But it was, she was making it in a deep pot with, 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 uh, she would saute the vegetables and the batter together. It was, it always ended up being a gross mess, but, um, I remember the first time I tried to make Toll House cookies, I didn't realize that you were supposed to read the whole recipe, mix the dry ingredients on one side, the wet ingredients, and then combine them. So I just put the ingredients in on the list in that order. In order. Yes. Um, they were not good. They were not good. Yeah, I, you know it's funny when uh, when I worked for Claudia and we wrote recipes. Yes, we uh, wrote them in order because we knew people did that. <laughs> and um, that's right so because Claudia, what was Claudia's job again? You worked with Claudia she, uh, writing recipes, like on the, you know, when you see a recipe on the back of a of a canned good. Yeah. A canned good or a turkey product in the grocery store. That was her job, right? Right. And that was my job. And that was your job. But but she had been doing it for so long. And you were like, look at this cool thing. Because you would, would, we were living together and you would come home and you're like, oh my God, substitutions. And (laughs) (laughs) the job was a lot about substitutions. Like what, what, what to make it fat free or to well typically what happened was some company that had a specific product like um I, you know i think for months we made wrote turkey recipes oh yeah um, hired by a turkey uh processing like a <laughs> national distributor of of raw of, turkey of raw ground turkey if i remember correctly ground tenderloin okay turkey breast uh, all of the things uh turkey sausage uh, and so writing, you know, so when you flip over the package and you see, oh, turkey tetrazzini, those would be the recipes, right? Okay. And it had to be simple but delicious so that the average cook um, could make something in less than 30 minutes. So, And, and it had to be short enough cool. to fit on the back of the package? Correct. Correct. And it had to be common ingredients that people would have. So um, most people are not sitting on a jar of cookies. <laughs> right, right. I uh, um, I made chili the other day with um, some. We did get some stew meat uh, delivered, and because um, I I wanted ground beef for the chili, and they delivered stew meat, so I ordered stew meat, and they sent ground beef. It's an interesting uh, choice on their yeah. part. But uh, but the stew meat chili it was a Texas chili recipe from. Remember that guy on the Food Network named Tyler? Oh yeah. He has the best meat recipes that I remember from back in the day. And his Texas chili recipe was amazing. I had to sub out a couple of, um, like, I I don't own chilies, like chili peppers. And I don't have any dried peppers in the house. Do you have dried peppers in the house? 
but again. But of course you do. Yeah, because you're a dork for collecting a lot. Because what I have is I have cayenne. I've powdered, right? I have powdered chili pepper. I have powdered cayenne. And then that's it. And then... um, and then I um, I did just order a bunch of seeds because I can't seem to get through to my garden center. And we're redoing the backyard garden to make it um, – we're building it up so that so that we'll, we're, we can sit in our twilight years and reach the middle of the garden and still weed. Uh, but uh, – so I'm trying right now to grow tomatoes from seeds. Oh, interesting. And they are, uh, I don't know that they're taking. I don't know. Yeah. I know that grandma used to do it. And that's how she grew tomatoes. She would yeah. dry and the seeds. She was a seed saver too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you might want to try this thing. We have a thing called an arrow garden and it's hydroponic. So. What's that? Uh, I bought it during Prime Day last year. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it a. It's, it's like a, a grow light with water, um, like a, a fertilized water. Oh, and it grows uh, herbs and tomatoes, but we're going to use it this year to sprout our because we're in a shutdown right now. Although the shutdown does not include the farmers markets. Oh, it doesn't include but the farmers cons- markets. Yeah, but we're concerned that we will not be able to um, uh, get started plants. Right. Well, that's what that's that's where I'm at. I can't get through. Uh, I think all the starter plants. There's been a run, <laughs> a bit of a run on the nurseries. And I get it. Um, yeah, people are doing victory gardens. I mean, if yeah. you think about it, like think about our childhood. Like, you know, we had, you know, canned tomatoes, canned green beans, canned grape leaves. Um, right. Did she grow okra too, Grandma? No. no. She bought she okra. Must not have en- she must not have enjoyed um, pickles because she grew pickling cucumbers, but she never Right, she must not have liked pickles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okra doesn't grow in that climate very well. And if you do have a chance to grow it, it's um, in the orchid family, and it's a beautiful flower. It's actually worth growing just for the flower. Well, we grew, um, we've grown it. Um, only one year did we plant enough okra plants to get, <laughs> get a meal. <laughs> yeah, to get, a, to get enough okra at once. Otherwise, you're just eating tiny amazingly uh, beautiful okra, but you're just eating them raw. Like you're picking right, it and going, is... oh, there's only going to be three of them. And uh, well eat them. Yep. <laughs> so that's what we did. And I, yeah. And I've been, you know, I, I, about 15 years ago, we moved into this house, right? Andy bought the house. We moved in and I wanted a garden because his, Uncle Joe had tomatoes right out of the garden, and I had forgotten how, how amazing they taste. And so I've planted the first four years that I planted the garden, it was amazing. And then it turns out I am not a farmer. So I forgot to put nutrients back into the land. And so the last 10 years, hit and miss, hit and miss when I yeah. kind of remember to put fertilizer down. Kind of have to do crop rotation as well. <laughs> right. Well, I did. I automatically crop rotated and it lasted and, and it did pretty good. And we were doing composting, but we didn't turn the compost like we were. We're doing everything pretty half-assed is what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, so well, what, I've seized this more time, you know, during the war here to uh, finally set up the composter. So. Oh, good. You know, that's a that's a bonus of the. Uh, coronavirus. Right, right. It's the fact that we have we have this time to actually make things look right and do right. Yeah. Which, um, you know, every day I work pretty hard to stay grateful, you know, that I have a place to, to hunker down and um and that I and that I do have the internet and I can and I can do dork forests and I can do uh stand up and I can I can talk to people every day, face to face. So it's a good thing. Just plugging along. Here's what I want to know. Let's back yeah. up. What's a butter chicken? Oh, it's an Indian dish. It's delicious. I How do you make uh, it? Well, it's a bunch of Indian spices that are sauteed with butter and garlic and uh, 
chicken, chicken thighs. Okay. Eat the breast. Um, what are Indian cream. spices? Uh, ginger, turmeric. Uh, ginger and turmeric. Um, Do you use fresh ginger? Garlic, onion. Yeah. Okay. Powder ginger is not a thing. Um, and in fact, most people don't ever uh, swap out their spices. Yeah. So it's sort of annoying because they get old and gross. Because um, they can lose their potency? They do, yeah. So the one thing I would always say is that I, um, on the first of the year, yeah, uh, you know, maybe not this year because who knows what that will bring us, um, I swap out all of the dried spices. Okay. So um, And so it's one of the things you should always buy in bulk. Um, especially things you don't use a ton of. Because then you can buy a little? Yeah. Okay. And it stays fresh. It um, has tomato in it. And um, Are and you I looking like at the menu? Is that why you're you're a little muffled? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, are you looking at a, re- a recipe? Well, I just was trying to remind myself of all of the things that are in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's... Um, I. I the kids love it. They Is love it a Indian rub? Food. No, no, no. It's more like a cream sauce. Oh. Yeah. So butter and all of those spices, and then you essentially cook it in a pan? Yeah, it's called it's called butter chicken, but it's but it's like yogurt. I happen to use buttermilk. Okay. Because I only had fruit flavored yogurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to know that you didn't settle. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Right, uh, butter, raspberry chicken. So, um, but uh, Go-gurt. yeah, it, it's it's really good. And then you know, like I, and so it's again another way. Like if you're, I mean, I'm lucky I have kids who will eat this, but um, you know, so uh, I also threw in a bunch of veggies with it. I had a kohlrabi and uh, and some cauliflower. Okay. And so it was a way of incorporating those things into the dish as well. Do you do you just cut them uh, like bite size? Bite size. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and then they just are just part of the 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 cream it's sauce. That you... the, yeah, it's basically like a chicken and gravy with Indian spices. So oh, okay. Kind of hard to go wrong. That is kind of hard to go wrong. Indian spices being delicious. Um, yep, exactly. Here's a meal that I remember you made that was amazing, which was a ramen. <laughs> do you remember that ramen where yes. you it took you like a day to coddle the egg or some damn thing oh that was that that was the uh the one and only time i came home and or sam came home and i said i believe i have bitten off more than i can chew <laughs> uh, well that's because you made it for a lot of people right 50 people yeah two seedings of 25 each well you made it um, for andy and i once Oh, did I? Yeah, at the old oh, house. Cool. Oh, yeah, maybe I did. Yeah, I also did that same meal I made for twenty-five for fifty people. <laughs> so I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I was. It was my um, my friend Eli was doing this really neat thing with um, trying to get people to eat together, and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, like as a way of building community. Right. And um, so he was inviting um, people just to come be the guest chef in his apartment. Um, Oh, wow. Which that was the other thing. Yeah. Uh, not exactly like your state of the art. (laughs) Professional kitchen, professional kitchen, right? Like trying to keep water boiled on a, like a crappy old stove. It was, it was so much fun though. I would, I mean, it's uh, amazing now that it's over. Yeah, it was really crazy, but cause I had to make, um, I did have to make 50, soft-boiled eggs so right and they're uh, soft-boiled but there's something else happening with them right yeah you do like a seven minute soft-boiled egg and then slice them in half and um well what's the brown what's aren't they in like a soy sauce it's not a soy sauce but no i I didn't make a tea egg no okay what's a tea egg i'm gonna make tea eggs though um i've never made them you get them at the um chinese market though but they're hard-boiled eggs that are then um you kind of crinkle the outside of the egg and you soak them in a soy, mirin, uh, ginger, five spice powder. Wow. And, it, and, and the boy loves them. I mean, again, yeah. Like, yeah, he might not, he might not eat like <laughs> a hunk of steak. Right. But, 
it's hard to complain about a kid whose idea of a good meal is tea eggs. <laughs> you're like, I need to go to a Chinese restaurant. And you're like, yes, yes, you do. Yeah. Because uh, it's one of your favorites. Um, yeah. So what, uh, so when, so you're, do you ever just make a plain vegetable for them? Yeah, all the time. Like just a boiled. Just broccoli. a steamed or a boiled. Like, what do they like? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, uh, 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 in the words, Julia Child, a well-cooked vegetable. Yes. Broccoli, uh, asparagus. Um, they really like, I made, um, and I actually got this recipe, I think, off the New York Times, uh, Brussels sprouts the other day, which I love. And they actually love. Um, but, uh, so it was just, uh, you cut the Brussels sprouts in half, put them down, uh, uh, heat up a, like a cast iron pan with oil, a little bit of oil, put them flat side down. Right. Uh, and let them get a really good crust on them. And then a bunch of chopped garlic on top and throw them in the oven. And when they come out of the oven, just drizzle a tablespoon of balsamic vinegar on them. Ooh. Just to sweeten it up a little bit. And they so, gobbled those up like I'd made candy for them. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't salt and pepper them. You just cut them in half and then sort of seared them? Yep, yep. And then, and then roasted them. And then you put garlic and then into the oven? Fresh, yep. fresh yep. garlic on top I'm and sure then I, baked them? Yeah, I'm sure I threw some salt on it because you should salt it. Right, a little bit of salt and pepper is not going to kill anybody. Yeah, so, I'm not a pepper fan, but Andy Ashcraft is. loves black pepper. Yeah. He, he is a fan of the black pepper, and um, luckily, uh, it's available. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. I made a chicken <laughs> yesterday, and I thought about doing many things to that chicken. But what I mostly did was sharpen our knives. Talk about a quarantine uh, thing that you can do. Is I had not sharpened those knives in probably two years. We've just been, you know, living in living in danger uh, every time you use an unsharpened knife. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that you say that, Doug. So I was listening to some podcasts. And um, uh, they were talking about, and it actually might have been, it actually might have been Mark Maron on uh, WTF. Sporkful. No, on the Sporkful. Okay. Um, talking about um, like this need for people to have the right tools, which is ironic because remember Dad used to say that <laughs> you know, needed to fix something. They just don't have the right tools. I don't have the right tools, and I'm never buying them. Was right. the unspoken end of that sentence. But I think about, like, a, a, yes, knives should be sharp. And if you can uh, afford a decent knife. But it doesn't have to be a $100 knife. No. And um, it can be, again, if you're at the Asian market, they have really good cheap knives there that are sharp. Yeah. My favorite knife actually is a, like, it was like 20 bucks. Okay. And, it, and it's sort of like a big cleavery kind of thing? No, it's just a regular, like, uh, eight-inch chef's knife. But it's much lighter than the ones I used to use when I cook professionally. Yeah. And uh, it's easy to keep sharp because I sharpen it probably every other week. <clears throat> and if I ruin it, I don't care. Oh, that's true, too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, people get kind of worked up on like having the right tools and the tools you need are a decent knife, a clean cutting board, you know, a pot to boil water and then make soup in a frying pan. And, you know, like you don't need super fancy and I have all the fancy stuff. So Right. People. Yeah. Everybody, a lot of people have the fancy stuff and they're sitting and, don't cook. <laughs> and do not cook. They're like, we're going to, I'm going to cook when I have all the fancy stuff. And I know that when we moved in, my responsibility, when we moved in together, Andy bought the house. I uh, bought the appliances. So I bought the stove, the fridge, the washer and the dryer. And each of them was $450. And bought them in 2004, and they're all still working, chugging along. But they are not, you know, they're not fancy, 
They're just very basic fridge stove. The stove is gas. I like gas more than electric. Gas only, yeah. Because you can control the flame better. Yeah. But I know that people swear by, like, convection ovens. And yeah, ours, ours is a, has a convection component to it. And again, I mean, the, the biggest thing with your oven is to have a thermometer so you know what, what the actual temperature is of your oven. So, and, and you can buy them inexpensively. You probably can't right now on Amazon because I don't think it's uh, like a crucial thing. Oh, yeah. But, I tried to buy USB sticks. They told me they're going to yeah. come in a month. Uh, yeah. It turns out they're not essential. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I don't blame them. I recorded an episode of The Dork Forest with uh, Jim Wooster, and he doesn't have a USB stick, and his Wi-Fi was so terrible it would not upload the file from Zencaster. We're, we're recording this, by the way, on Zoom, and then also Audacity to see if, um, and then you're going to send me that file. You sound a little muddy, but hopefully everybody can uh, hear what's being said. And they're I'm in- not sending you a file, by the way. Oh, that's right. We're doing it all from yep. my, my computer. That's right, yep. because we were having trouble with Zencaster. So... Um, but what I will say... I've invested all of my money in cooking gear, not in <laughs> computer equipment. <laughs> right. Your laptop might need to be replaced at some point. Yeah. But I will say that um, that I, I'm talking to my sister, Darlication, and it's at Bossy Magoo, 1G. Uh, one, one and um, what is what are your favorite meals? We have about 15 minutes left, so you can yep. describe... Like, if you didn't have to cook for others, and I know that you love cooking for others and sort of fulfilling their dreams, but if you could make the meal and then everybody would love it as much as you would love it, what would that meal be or one of them? Uh, Yeah, so, um, you know, we have a standard Friday night Shabbat dinner that I do love, and it's uh, salmon. Um, just an Atlantic salmon from that's a fish. Foods. Yep. Yep. Uh, what we call Shabbat potatoes, which are thin sliced potatoes in a cast iron skillet, um, baked to be crispy. So like super thin, like potato chip thin. Okay. And then you just put them in a, like a rosette type, you know, two layers, um, and they're super crispy and some kind of good green veg, uh, any of them will do. Oh, just a uh, sort of a simple fish, potatoes, yeah, and veg? Simple, yeah, and just salt on the salmon, um, and and it's delicious. And, um, you know, probably my favorite, like if I think about things that we, you know, like the sort of growing up memories of uh, things I loved, um, I'm sitting right now on like, Four and a half, five pound uh, boneless leg of lamb. Okay. I'll probably uh, uh, cut up and into a couple of different options, um, but I love lamb of any sort. Um, yeah, I really love lamb. Yeah. I like lamb uh, chops. I like uh, lamb yep. stew. Yep. Beans, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one of the things we uh, do, and this again with the dried beans, if you bought white beans. You know, we'll do what we call meat and beans, which are like maybe oxtails or uh, short ribs or, you know, some kind of um, like uh, braising type meat. Okay. Um, So, uh, again, saute, onion, garlic, uh, carrots and celery and the, you know, whatever the stew you know, a slow braising meat is right. And throw in a couple handfuls of dry white beans and a bottle of red wine. If you have that. And if not, just some stock. Right. Uh, and throw it in the oven and let it cook. And again, it makes the house smell good. It takes a couple hours. And yeah. It's easy. Um, so that's kind of a favorite. Um, if I'm going out to eat, uh, Oh yeah. Always Korean, always Korean food. So um, you, you love, you love Korean food. I do. I do. It's uh and then uh I you turned me on to that that beef the beef soup. Yep. Which uh you you kai jang or you uh 
I've always said it incorrectly, or the people at the restaurant don't want to cut me some slack. Um, <laughs> because, but it's delicious and it is super spicy. Yeah. Like literally, so I look forward to doing that when we when we uh, when when we're allowed out when the war is over. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, and I think that the other thing is that I do like to make three meals a day, so. Um, you know, it's very funny because I'm also homeschooling the kids. Mm. So, uh, so we sort of started with this, like they're, they should make breakfast. Okay. But they're very accustomed to coming down to breakfast in the morning. And I will have <laughs> made them crepes or, uh, homemade waffles. This is during the week. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Toad in the Hole, big favorite. Other people call it different things. Egg in a basket. Um, egg in a basket. Um, you know, they're used to having a hot breakfast every day. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit of like, um, we had breakfast every day. Our stepmother was a terrible cook. Terrible cook, uh, but I it wanna, was hot. I want to prove, I want to prove things can be done differently. Things can always be done differently, but, uh, she never yeah. liked cooking. <laughs> I will say in her defense, uh, Though I will say that it's very funny to me that I think a couple of her favorite movies was that Mary Poppins movie and The Sound of Music, which are uh, stories about like governesses and stepmothers that were really good at shit. And yeah, she tried, awesome. but she, it turns out it's a lot of work. <laughs> Some people get hired for jobs that they shouldn't. Uh, um, so yeah, so we've been having a lot of fun also like um, this is uh you know, we have a lot of time. So Judah and I made cheese last weekend. Wow. We made we made ricotta cheese, and then Noah turned it into a cheesecake. Oh, and then she baked a cheesecake. Because she uh, likes to bake, cake. right? You, you're right. not a big yeah. baker. I bake bread. You bake I bread. bread. So, um, so then it was the big um, debate about what to do with the whey, which it seemed very wasteful to just throw away the whey. Yeah. Apparently that's, you know, uh, so I made bread dough with the whey, which I haven't actually baked it yet. This is, um, so we will see. Able to, we were still able to get baguettes. Um, oh, okay. Are you and, doing much takeout? Uh, once a week. Um, okay. So we're trying to support our neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yesterday we walked a mile and got two pizzas and then walked home with pizzas. Okay. Um, was both exercise and uh, economic development all at once. <laughs> exactly, in an effort and yep. uh, to be of some use. I like yeah. it. Um, yeah, so those are kind of the things that, um, that... Have you ever tried to make any of that Korean food? Not really. We make um, scallion pancakes once in a while, but... Uh, it, what are those? I'm the only one who likes it in the house. Oh, Okay. Uh, it's, you know, like when you go out for dim sum, it's flat. Um, is it just eggs and scallion or is it like a frittata? No, it's, um, it's actually like a pancake. So. Oh, it's pancake a, batter uh, with scallions in it? Yeah. It's a wheat dough, but a, but a dry wheat dough. So more like, um, a noodle almost like they're, they're, you roll them out really thin, but, um. But it's a it's a it's a dense dough that you, you make. Bef and you don't pour it like pancakes. You roll it. No, no, it you roll it and then roll scallions into it and then fry them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're delicious. I know that I've had them, but I never knew what the hell they were made of. I, I always thought it was kind of like a an egg frittata kind of thing, but uh, it is not not anything like that. Nope. Uh, but delicious. <laughs> yep. Um, what are your favorite soups to make? I love a making a soup, so now I'm just picking your brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the cool thing about the Instapot, right, is that it does, it's an easy soup. So, um, you know. You I haven't made throw... soup yet in the Instapot. We have an R2-D2 oh. Instapot that Andy got for Christmas. Yeah, is... it's, it's pretty awesome. So, I mean, one thing is, like with chicken, it makes just an incredibly rich chicken stock. Okay. Um, I love French onion soup. Oh my gosh. So what I love to do is make a pot roast. Okay. And then you have the leftover 
uh, broth from the pot roast that yeah. makes a fantastic base for a stock for a chicken or uh, for a French onion soup. Oh, really? So, which is a beef based broth. So, oh, um, and then uh, you know you can get kids to eat onion soup if you put a crouton with cheese on. <laughs> so you just like an onion soup, and the crouton and the cheese are just yeah. gravy on. It's just yeah. I don't care about that. But it's fine. Other people do. People yeah. do love it. Uh, but yeah, I lo- I really do love a good, uh, a good. And you can make a good, you know, onion soup is one of the things I think that um, lends itself well to uh, uh, if you're a vegan. Okay. Uh, or use a vegetable stock. And then if you want to get some of that meaty flavor, mm-hmm. um, to use a smoked uh, uh, sun-dried tomato. Kind oh, of really? A little bit of the, of the meat flavor. Um, Remember when sun-dried yeah. tomatoes were in everything? Oh, my God. <laughs> they went too far. They went too far. And then yeah. none of us wanted sun-dried tomatoes for years. It's so funny, though, because I had leftover tomatoes that were sort of browning the bent. And so I oven-dried them. Okay. Um, and then put them in oil with um, Italian dried herbs. And so they'll go on a pizza at some point. Okay. So that they didn't go to waste. Yeah, yeah. we're not... You know, we're trying not to waste. Right. I think we're, and I think that it's a, um, I mean, this planet clearly would like us all to die. And I am right. sympathetic. Or at least some percentage of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sympathetic, uh, but uh, not supportive. And, um, but the, but the, the, the fact that we're learning how not to waste and how to sort of be with our families and be with our, with our, with our loved ones, or even be alone right. again. Right is an interesting, it's an interesting social experiment that will have repercussions, obviously, right? Um, right. But I think that it's, uh, if, if people can keep, you know, keep their, their, their spirits up a little bit, that we can come out of this kind of stronger, you know? Yeah, I've, you know what, I, um, when, uh, when Lori Kilmartin was in town a few what seems like a year ago. Right. But, but it was actually was four like months ago. February. Yes. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, I was able to get a Jackie and Lori, uh, notebook. Oh, very nice. I think you might've given it to me. I did. Weekend. Um, and that's what I've been using for my COVID-19 journal. And what um, are you journaling? Uh, just every day. Like what, what's it like? And, Oh, okay, yeah. and so oh, and, and sort of how you're coping, and and yeah. are you yeah. using it to sort of blurt stuff out to try to get it off your chest or diary yeah, some wise, of that or and some of like, you know, when you see something meaningful to write it down, or that's um, neat. You know, the, the kids had a gratitude project that they did for their religious school, and so I used my book for that. Because um, you were like, you know, may I listen in? Right. <laughs> Whatever yeah, anybody. Do do this <laughs> right whenever anybody does something that i'm like that's a good idea how can i just lean into what I, and try to get a little bit of that on me you know exactly exactly just a so, little bit of gratitude um, and so that's also been fun just to say like hey on this day we made cheese and we'd never made cheese before and now we have goat milk in the fridge and we're gonna make goat cheese maybe today or tomorrow well that's so, kind of amazing it's, yeah. do you remember how to make yogurt Yes. How do I make yogurt? I need whole milk. Instapot. You need whole milk and you need some yogurt starter, which can just be a a cup of of decent yogurt, yogurt, right? Yeah. Or even not decent, but it's got to have live culture in it. Okay. Um, So if if you go on the, on the, on the uh, Google, it'll tell you how to do it in the Instapot. Oh. Yeah. Because it keeps a specific temperature. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I just used to make it in the oven. Yeah, Grandma made it in the oven, but I didn't know she turned the oven on. Interesting. Uh, I forget about the hotten up of the, of the yogurt. Yeah. To make more yogurt, you just need whole milk. Yeah, and ricotta, you just need an acidulant, is what I learned. What is that? Heat it up and, uh, like a lemon juice or lemon. Oh, you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah our lemons and oranges are, are fully ripe right now. We're not going to get scurvy here in Van Nuys. Yeah. So you could make some preserved lemon, actually. Right. And stick it in a thing. Chop up the lemons and put them in salt. How long does that take? 
Uh, as long as it takes to chop up lemons and put it in salt. No, no, how long does it take to make the lemon <laughs> preserved? <laughs> uh, you put it in the fridge for like a week or two. Oh, okay. And then you got to preserve lemon. Yeah, which you can use in all kinds of delicious things. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm really hoping that the audio on this is okay because uh, this was fascinating. Was and we're at yeah. an hour, by the way. Okay. And if so, we uh, if not, we'll do it again? We'll have to do it again. Let's not wait seven years. Okay. Uh, let's go have a steak sandwich again sometime. <laughs> let's. All right. And uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?